0: hey guys welcome back to finding faith so um, I'm going to be finishing up the book of Colossians today and I'm very excited for next week because next week I'm going to be doing something a little different now that we've been finishing up the Ephesians Philippians and Colossians section and so to start out you know as usual I'm gonna give my little summary and so When it starts out in chapter 3, because last week we did chapters 1 and 2. So to start out in chapter 3, he starts saying to set your minds on things above. You know, he's saying not to worry about the things of this earth and to put to death anything that is human or anything that's holding you back. And so that's the first part of chapter 3 and then it goes on to say instruction for us and he says, okay wives do this, husbands do this and so on and so forth and so it gives a lot of instruction and then into chapter 4 the beginning of chapter 4 is kind of what he was finishing up in chapter 3 and so it's just kind of a continuation of that I think and the very end of chapter 4 is mainly his final greeting to the church in Colossae and so to go over it um, one of the main things I got out of chapter 3 is that it's a lot of instruction he gives so much advice for Christians and how we're supposed to live and I feel like it's really important to dig into that and just really grasp everything that he's trying to say so let's just dive right in so verse 3 of chapter 1 says how we were dead in our transgressions and that is also something that we went over a little earlier in Ephesians and Philippians he's mentioned that in like every letter that he's written he's mentioned how we were dead in our transgressions and how God made us alive and so to read the first few verses since then you have been raised with Christ set your hearts on things above where christ is seated at the right hand of god set your minds on things above and not on earthly things for you died and your life is now hidden with christ in god and then into verse 4 when christ who is your life appears you will also appear with him in glory so basically what he's saying here is don't focus on the things of this earth set your mind on things above you know, you were dead, like, we were dead in our sins, there's no other way to say it, and so something that I've been finding, like, a lot of comfort in is that someday none of this is going to matter, none of these earthly things that we seem to cling to, you know, like, someday when we go to heaven, like, it won't matter, how popular you were or how much stuff you got done you know all these earthly distractions that's all they are earthly distractions and they mean nothing in the kingdom of God and that's why it's important to keep our minds and our hearts focused on things above and not on earthly things and so that's just something that I've been finding so much encouragement in, because it even says that someday with the new Jerusalem, and if you don't, like, if you're not familiar with this, then basically the new Jerusalem and all of that, it's after the rapture, after Christ comes back, you know, we're going to be living with God forever, with no sorrow and no pain, you know, it's just going to be joy. And so, basically all of this pain that we feel here on earth we're not even going to be thinking about that like we won't have to worry about it we won't even remember any of the pain so why get so worried and anxious if someday we're not even we're not even going to care about it you know the only thing that we're going to care about is worshiping God and so I just feel like it's so great to just get into that mindset And so in verse 5, it says, which is kind of continuing off what I just said about um, focusing on heavenly things and not worrying about things on earth. He says, To put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature, sexual immortality, impurity, lust, evil, evil desires and greed, which is adultery. And so he says, because of these things, because of these sins and these earthly things, God's wrath is coming. You know, like we are sinners, okay? And Christ died for sinners. He died for us. But we still need to turn away and put to death all of this earthly sin. And yeah, it's hard to turn away from the earth. And that's something I've been saying a lot lately. You know, it's really hard to try to put your phone down and read your Bible. And it's something that I feel like all of us struggle with as Christians. But we don't have to worry about that. You know, those are the evil earthly things that we need to put away, and with God, we can. So in verse 7, it says that you used to walk in these ways in the life you once lived. And this is something that we touched on before about how we used to Walk in the ways of the world and how we used to be a, like a sinner who didn't care about anything, just about ourselves. You know, we were selfish, but now that Christ has saved us, now that we're children of God, we just try to do his will. And as we're still sinners and we still sin every day, now we're forgiven. And so in verse 8 it says that we must also read ourselves of all of these things. And so he tells us things that we need to rid ourselves of. So anger, rage, slander, and filthy language from your lips. Okay, I'm just gonna touch on this really fast because I know a lot of Christians swear. You know, they might do it to seem cool or maybe they're just so used to using that type of language, that's what they do. But Paul is saying right now to rid the filthy language from your lips. You know, that is also one of the things that we need to put to death as Christians, and that's also one of the reasons why I try not to swear, because it's just another way to turn away from the world and focus on heavenly things. And so, to continue on reading, do not lie to each other and why we're not supposed to lie to each other. It says, do not lie to each other since you have taken off your old self with its practices and put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge in the image of its creator. Okay, let's just take a look at this verse. Do not lie to one another. Do not do any of these things that he just told us not to do. You know, do not lie to each other since you've taken off your old self with its practices. You know, a lot of people, they acknowledge God, but they don't actually take off their old self, and they don't actually turn away from the practices of the world. And a lot of them don't put on a new self. so we're supposed to be putting on a new self, which is renewed in knowledge. So we are made new in Christ, and we're renewed in the knowledge in the image of the Creator okay so we're renewed in the knowledge we're renewed in his word that's why we need to know his word and we're made in the image of god and so then he just goes on to say that it doesn't matter who you are we are in christ and christ is in us and so that is what the last few verses of that little section mean And so what I think is really important, verses 12 through 14, there's just so, so much in these few verses. And so I'm going to read them through really fast and then go over what I think they mean and what they're kind of saying to me. So it says, therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience, bear with each other and forgive one another. If any of you has a grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all these virtues, put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity." And so to start out, I'm gonna say how he calls us holy and dearly loved. Okay, we are holy and dearly loved. And um, last year, my brother took a theology class And one of the things that they touched on was the meaning of the word holy. And so holy, one of the main things about it is it means to be set apart. So we're set apart from everyone else because we are children of God and we are dearly loved. So then to move on, it says, clothe yourselves. Okay guys, we put on clothes every day. And he's using that as an example how we need to practice these every day and it's just a part of living for christ and it's part of being more like him because if we clothe ourselves with compassion and kindness and humility and gentleness and patience and we do that every day then that's just taking a few steps closer to christ's life every day and i know i've touched on that a lot about living for christ and i cannot stress how important that is because the minute that you live for christ it's easier for people to see your actions and to see how a christian behaves and to want that and to want christ so it's a good way to share god's goodness with others just by living a new life in him and so then it goes on to say in verse 15 to let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body, you were called to peace and be thankful. And so what he's basically saying here is we are called to peace. We're not supposed to be anxious, you know, anxiety, stress. Those are the things of this earth. Those aren't heavenly things. You know, we were called to peace So, we're supposed to let the message of Christ dwell among you richly. Okay, so, we need to let God's message, let the good news dwell in us. And I'm just going to go back to where it says at the end of verse 15, to be thankful. Always be thankful of your situation no matter what, because God has a plan in that situation. He has a way, and He is going to turn that situation into something great. And you may not be able to see it now, but someday you will be able to see it. And you will be so thankful whenever you look back. And so, I'm going to go to verse 17 of chapter 3, where it says, And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord, and giving thanks to God the Father through Him. So whatever we do, do it for God's glory because whether we mean it or not, God already has a plan for us that's going to bring glory to his name. So be thankful no matter what situation you're in because he's going to use that situation for his glory. So you might as well enjoy the ride. And so into verse 18, it says, this is where a lot of the instructions for a Christian household start. So we have... Husbands, wives, childrens, fathers, and slaves. And so, wives, submit yourselves to your husbands. Husbands, love your wives. Children, obey your parents. And fathers, do not embitter your children. And slaves, obey your earthly masters. So, just through verses eight, 18 through 22, he gives those five little instructions just directed to certain people. And so, I'm going to go and I'm going to read through verses 22 through 25, just a few verses, just because they're full of so, so much, and there's just a lot you can get out of them. So it says, slaves obey your earthly masters in everything and do it. Do it not only when their eyes on you and to get their favor, but with certainty of heart and reverence for the Lord. And so... The way that I interpret this verse is don't only obey your earthly masters to get their favor when their eyes on you, but also do it as if you were doing it for the Lord and do it because you respect him. And I feel like that's the way that we all need to live. You know, verse 23 says, whatever you do, work it with all your heart as if working for the Lord and not human masters. And into verse 24 Since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward, it is the Lord that you are serving. So it doesn't matter what we're doing on earth, do it as if we're doing it for Christ and do it with all of our heart because we do have a reward in heaven. You know, we're building up our reward in heaven. And so into verse 25, anyone who does wrong will be repaid for their wrongs and there is no favoritism so i've touched on this before but i'm gonna go over it really fast god doesn't care who you are you know like the things of this earth whether you're rich or poor you will be repaid for your wrongs and you need to just let god take care of that if you work and do everything for him and just do his will then you don't have to worry about people getting i guess what they deserve because God's got that coming you know God has literally everything covered so all we have to worry about is spreading his goodness like he's got us covered so we don't have to be anxious we don't have to worry about anything of this world and so it says just I feel like this is um, kind of a transition in from chapter 3 to chapter 4. Because chapter 4, verse 1 says, Masters, provide for your slaves what is right and fair, because you know you also have a master in heaven. So he's just kind of saying, well, you have a master in heaven, and, you know, God provides for you, so you need to provide for your slaves what is right and fair, the same way he does for you. And so then, chapter 4, verse 2 says to devote yourselves to your prayer, being watchful and thankful. And pray for us too, that God may open a door for our message, so that we may proclaim the mystery of Christ, for which I am in chains. And so that was verse two and into verse three. So basically, pray and he will open doors. And I feel like that's something really important. All you have to do is pray and And God will tell you what you're supposed to do you know it says trust in the Lord with all your heart and in all your ways acknowledge him you know like I'm pretty sure it says that in Proverbs but honestly I'm not sure but that little section says like lean not on your own understanding but put God first you know don't rely on yourself rely on God and he will direct your paths and so let's just continue on where it says in verse four, pray that I may mo- pray that I may proclaim it clearly as I should be wise in the way that you act towards outsiders and make the most of every opportunity. Let your conversations always be full of grace and seasoned with salt so that you may know how to answer everyone. So seize any opportunity to share his goodness You know, never stop telling people about Christ. And never stop living for Him. You know, know His Word. Dig into it. You know, that's why I'm doing this podcast. You know, you need to know the answers for when people ask questions so that you can properly share His goodness without having to question yourself. And so... That is the end of that little section, verses 1 through 6 of chapter 4. And then chapter 4 kind of ends with verse 7 and all the way to the end. And that is his final greetings to the church in Colossae. So right now he's basically saying the same thing as Philippians Okay, guys, I have these two friends. I'm going to be sending them to you so they can enlighten you on my situation. You know, they can let you know what's going on here. And they can bring me back some news on what's going on. You know, these are his good friends. They are faithful ministers and also fellow servants. And they both have a very strong faith in God. So he's saying, okay, so since i can't be there i'm going to be sending them and they can hopefully encourage you some where i might not be able to since i am you know in prison in rome and then he also says which i kind of like this i'm kind of putting it into a more modern perspective and versus like i'm pretty sure 10 through 12 he's saying how basically his friends are saying hi so he says My fellow prisoners send their greetings. Um, Mark, the cousin of Barnabas, um, Jesus, who is called, his friend Jesus, who has a nickname basically, Justice, or I honestly don't know how to pronounce that, but he's basically saying, oh, hey, my friends in prison say hi. And so then it goes on, and he's just finishing off his greeting, and he's finishing... And hoping that his letter has encouraged them some. And in verse 18, he ends it off by saying, I, Paul, write this greeting in my own hand. Remember my chains and grace be with you. And so he's saying like, yes, I write this. This message is from me to you because I'm trying to help you. And I really do hope that this helps. And he says, remember my chains, grace be with you. He's saying to remember where he's at, you know, saying that okay guys i am in prison i'm worshiping god i'm praising him with everything i have so like remember that remember that when things get hard that they could always be worse so you know be grateful for what you do have then he says grace be with you and that is how he finishes off his letter to this church so that is all i have for the book of colossians I hope you guys like the little series of Ephesians, Philippians, and Colossians. I definitely really like digging in and just taking a closer look at what Paul was trying to say. And so with that being said, stay faithful, guys.